Yeah, you're on. Come on up. We are very excited to have Pastor Carrie Nault with us today. She is our family pastor, and we uh, we just love it that she has uh, felt this calling to come and join us in what we're doing and and how we're uh, how we're reaching the neighborhood. She has so many plans and ideas for the for the kids in this area, and we're really excited that she uh, said yes to being a part of what we're doing here at the Jar. Um, I. Um, I am excited because I have heard about her preaching, but I haven't got to hear her preach, and I get to do that today, so I'm excited about that. But I told her, she, she was so nervous, she, she sent something to me and said, hey, I, you can look over my sermon if you want to. And I said, I don't have to because I trust you. I know you're going to be delivering the word, so I'm just going to let you do your thing. Um, and so I want to pray over her so that God just calms any nerves she might have and just gives her a full... Um, anointing to bring the word today. Father, we praise you and we thank you for Carrie. We know, God, she is your daughter and that you love her very much and you have been um, orchestrating this day for a long time and we are excited to share it with her. So bless her today, God. Help her to speak your truth and your grace in equal measure so that we might understand what a firm foundation looks like as we look toward your son, Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for that, Pastor Michael. Let me get my Bible and my notebook, and he's going to switch with me so there's better volume. So I am very blessed to be here tonight, and um, I first want to start out by thanking Michael and Carrie for having me um, here, for giving me this opportunity, and um, I pray that everything I share with you tonight, that you know that it comes from the Lord. I prayed over this sermon. Um, I'm nervous, but I'm also excited to be here. Um, I just, I want to share with you, I want to speak with you. And as your family life pastor, I'm not called just to teach children and youth about God's love and grace. But I'm also called to help each family grow in one and in unity and put Christ as their foundation. But also, I'm there for you in the good times, and I will be there with you in the bad times. Because unfortunately, we have both. Now, I am not an engineer by any means. Not too many people are, but I've known since I was very young. And how did I know that? Because I cannot build anything with Legos or Play-Doh. Okay? I'm not sure if any of you can, but if you can and make it actually look like something, I am very jealous of that. Mine looks like a straight tower or a glob of dough. Either one. But I do know that in order to build something, we have to have a firm foundation. God's Word tells us this. Let us pray, and then we're going to get into our Bibles. Father God, we just come to you tonight, and um, as I speak, Lord, just let your words speak through me. I ask that each person here is receptive of your words, not my words, but your words, Lord. Help us understand that you want us to have that firm foundation to build our families on for our own children, our grandchildren, and future generations. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity. We ask all of these things in your name. Amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, 
Turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. If you do not have a Bible, there may be some under your tables. Or if you have a a Bible app, you can open that up on your Bible. I'm a firm believer. If you've got a Bible app on your phone, you've got God's God's Word with you wherever you go. And I think that is a pretty awesome, powerful tool. Pardon me? Thank you for asking that. Again, it's Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Listen to God's word here. This is the wise and the foolish builders. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, The winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, beat against it, and that house fell with a great crash. I know many of you probably remember singing that song when we were younger about the foolish man building his house upon the rock and the rain came down and washed it out and everything. So kind of keep that in your mind. But a firm foundation. As Jesus was telling this story or this parable, he was speaking to people about many of life's events, many of life's trials and tribulations. He was instructing people how to live their life. But he was putting it into simple lessons so that maybe they could better understand it. Better for us to understand it as well. Jesus was telling them this, um, telling them all of this information because God's word is true today just as it was true then. So these words weren't just written for those listening to this sermon and this parable. They were also written for us. These words were written to ensure that we build our homes on a rock, not sand. Though it's great advice, I want you to understand he is not telling us this literally. Okay? Yes, you do need to build your house on a firm foundation like rock, cement, etc. But think about your life at this time. A firm foundation for our home, our family, is built upon the teachings of Jesus. It's built on this. It's built on God's word. So, what are some key things... We need to help us have a firm foundation. Now, the following are not in any particular order of importance. They're just all important. Okay? They're all equally important. Parents and guardians, these are not words just for you. I've asked the students and young children and youth to stay in here because these words are for you as well. As you grow up and as you grow older and you find that spouse and you become married, these words are for you to understand to help you build your own firm foundation. Now, the very first thing was God's commandments. 
Found in Exodus 20. Remember these. Number one, have no other God before me. Number two, do not have any idols. Number three, do not misuse the Lord's name. Number four, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, thou shalt not kill. Number seven, do not commit adultery. Number eight, do not steal. Number nine, do not lie. Number ten, do not covet. Now, abiding by these commandments is an, ex- it's an excellent start for our foundation. Now, parents and guardians, I know that you love number five. Honor thy father and mother. We want to point that one out. But I encourage you to remember number six. Thou shall not kill. When your children do not obey you, just remember number six. Thou shall not kill. And we have to often remember that one. But seriously, these commandments were given to Moses thousands, thousands of years ago. But it is part of a firm foundation. The first ten are your firmest foundations. But moving on to a second foundational tool is Luke 6.31, and it tells us, Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, oftentimes, we try very hard to find a loophole in this verse. We try to find that escape. Luke 6.31. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That loophole, we like to try to say something, well, they treated me that way, so I'm going to treat them that way. How many of us have said that? So we have to remember, we need to treat people how we want to be treated. And that goes for in your family. You treat your family members the way that you want to be treated. Parents, you treat your children the way that you want to be treated. Grandparents, same thing. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. Eventually, your light will shine a lot brighter than theirs. I promise you. Next, forgiving one another. Now, this is a hard one. Forgiving one another. One way to feel like you're on sinking sand is to not forgive someone. The anger, resentment, frustrations, those are all negative acts. And that negative act will deteriorate your foundation. It'll break it down. In Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, Verses 21 and 22, it says this. Students, you may remember this from last week's lesson. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but seventy times. Seven times, or in other translations, it says seven times 70. Now, as a child, I can remember sitting in church and doing the math on this one. And in fact, last week we had a few students who did that. 
And they said, oh, it's only 490 times. I just have to forgive someone 490 times. That's another loophole. Another great way for us to try to say just 490 because on that 491st time, I'm done with them. Forgiveness is never measured. It's never measured by the how many times you've received or you've accepted it. If so, the number of times that I have sinned, I think it'd be too many for Christ. As stated a moment ago, unforgiveness can result in negative actions causing our foundation to crumble. Forgive one another. Love one another. Just as Christ forgave each of us, we must do this daily. Don't hold that grudge. Don't bring it up again. And I'm guilty of that. Okay? I'm guilty of that. I'll bring something up just because I want to make you feel just as bad as I do. I have to remind myself, forgive. Forgive that person. And once you let go of that forgiveness, you're going to feel a lot better. I can promise you that much. So don't count those times. Don't 490 it. Unconditional unmeasured times of asking for forgiveness. The last element of our foundation, though there are there are many, many more. This one, seek God's kingdom first. Matthew chapter six, Matthew chapter six, thirty three and thirty four. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Seek him first. Putting God and his kingdom before everything else will help build that firm foundation. He's our solid rock. He cannot be moved. He cannot be shaken. And he cannot be destroyed. Amen? (coughs) Excuse me. Why would we not want to have a firm foundation? To help our homes, to help our life be a little bit easier? We've addressed some important elements To live by God's commandments, to do unto others, treat people the way that we want to be treated, forgive one another just as Christ forgave us, and to seek God first. Again, these are just a few elements of a firm foundation. But I also want to express that these aren't just for adults to implement in your life and in your home. Children, students, (coughs) you too can put these to use. Build your firm foundation now for your own family. When we build a home or our foundation, we need a few tools to help us along the way. Those elements that we discussed. (coughs) 
excuse me. A great tool to help us is to stay focused on keeping our foundation is attending Bible study and worship. Thank you, Ms. Tracy. As we do, we draw closer to God. And the closer to God we are, the better our foundation. Additionally, you develop a foundation with others that can help you and encourage you. Now, I'm going to share a little visual. I've never done a visual aid through a sermon before, but I'm going to this time. I have three jars up here. And though I didn't count it out to the exactness, you're going to get the point, I hope. And we're going to recycle these beads. These will be used in Vacation Bible School. So I didn't waste money. (laughs) Parents and guardians, you have over 4,000 hours a year with your children. I will say there's at least 4,000 beads in here. 4,000 hours a year with your children. On average, there are 11 hours a day that you're together outside of school to sleep or when you're waking up or you're at work. So 11 times 365 is 4,015. Church services and Bible study. We're going to give an hour and a half average on that. A week. That's 78 hours a year. Not even covering the bottom of my glass jar here. Your foundation within your home has more influence on your children and on your students than church or Bible study. Your church has that influence, but your home foundation, more influence. So how firm is your foundation with your family? How are you spending those 4,015 hours a year? Are your foundations built on rock or is it built on sand? I would like to close with a quote I read just this past week while I was doing Bible study. Karen Chafin of Ardmore Resident, um, she is wonderful. She has dedicated the last 15 years of her life to her ministry. I have been doing her Bible study on heaven And while I was doing my lessons this week, I read this quote, and it fit perfectly into this message. We are to be very particular in picking our materials we use to build upon this great foundation laid by Jesus. We must resist the temptation to cut corners and to do things our way. Quick fixes sacrifices on that long-term beauty will destroy the durability let's be extravagant and follow god's specifications to the tiniest detail to that tiniest detail this is perfectly stated following god's specific instructions His word, his commandments to that tiniest detail will lead to a foundation for ourselves and our families 
that's very firm. I thank you for this time, and I pray that each of you have heard these words today. And if you're needing someone to talk to more about your foundation, your commitment to Christ, that's where it all begins, your commitment with Christ. If you're needing someone to talk to, we're here for you. Pastor Michael? Will you, will you stay up here with me? There we go. Will you stay up here with me? I think I got it to work now. I think I can you just have to like power through it and then, and then it works. Okay. So a couple of things I want to ask you about the ministry that you're doing here oh, at, at the JAR. Quiz. Can I? Yeah, pop quiz. Okay. So I know that we, we discussed things and we n- knew together that the most important thing we could let people know is their family is their first ministry. Absolutely. And so we chose a specific curriculum, didn't we? Yes. We chose what's called Orange. Can you tell them a little bit about Orange? Orange is so much fun. Um, I It is very new to me, but we have a um, wonderful curriculum that is well-written that each week we get into God's Word, not just um, by reading Scripture, but we put that to life practices. And then this way, the, the students, the children that hear this, can take that home and help build their foundations and direct their parents. I love the fact that we have a weekly devotions that I try to send home. I don't know if those make those home 100% of the time. <laughs> That's right. But we do send those home, and it gives you a prompt to where you can read that driving down the road at supper time while you're making supper together and help engage into that great conversation of discussing Jesus Christ. That's right. Because the idea of orange is that the yellow is the light of the church and the red is the love of the family. So when you put the light of the church and the love of the family together, you get orange ministry. And so it, it fits right in line with everything we're doing here at the JAR. We're filling the kids so they can empty themselves for you. But we're also filling you so you can empty yourselves for them. And that foundation begins right at the very beginning. Yes. Okay, now tell us a little bit about your qualifications, like the things that you've done to prepare yourself for this moment. Oh, man. Come on, girl. You want me to tell it all? Yeah, tell it. It began when I was tell four it. years that's old. That's right. That's, what I, that's where I want you to start. I really was. Four years old. Um, my dad was telling me a while back. It had been a while back. Um, he said, I remember we walked in and we found you with your rocking chair turned upside down. Your Bible study little book, it was a little children's Bible book, opened up and your stuffed animals lined up and you were giving them the what for, what, how, and what God wanted from them. <laughs> so he said, you were preaching at the age of four. Um, I can tell you my family tells I preach all the time. But, um, uh, I've just known my whole life and have I stayed on that path no I haven't but praise God he forgave me I'm still a work in progress and I'm loving the fact that we as a church family um, just finished this uh, series on it's okay to not be okay yes as a matter of fact we have t-shirts that say it's okay not to be okay God loves you anyway and that's really a big foundation for everything. And I think kids need to hear that now. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's okay to be messed up because heaven knows I am messed up. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, we are broken people helping broken people find the healer. And that's what we're about. Okay, yes. so I, you just had a great accomplishment this last year. What did you, what did you I get did, done? Oh, my word. I have finished up all of my, what, my certification with Truett Seminary, <laughs> um, my certificate of ministry. But then I returned back to college after 34 years. Um, 
That is, wasn't my choice, okay? <laughs> we will not go into that. That is a whole other sermon of patience. Um, but I started back in August of last year, and after taking nine hours, I was told I needed another seven hours, and I did that in three weeks and got that finished, and May 6th, I walk and get that bachelor's degree, and I got my cap and gown last Friday, so it is official. It is official. Found all of that out because I was actually going to call about doing my master's of divinity, but I think God had a way different plan on that one. So, um, <laughs> that's good because that master's of divinity is a, that's that's, 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 a, that's some hard commitment. work. Yes, yeah, it that's is. right. So that's right. Okay, so we have a big event coming this summer. You want to tell everybody about that? Oh man. Oh, my kids know um, Vacation Bible School. I love Vacation Bible School. It is probably the most influential part of my life. Between Vacation Bible School and church camp, uh, just outside of Seminole where I grew up at Fry's Lake, those two really shaped my life. Really shaped my life. Vacation Bible School will be the first week of June Mark that on your calendar. Mark that on your calendar now. Be praying for that. We are going to do the fruit of the Spirit. I wish Zane Lee was in here. She would be doing the song for you. <laughs> That's right. Um, we'll be offering up some training for that in a few weeks. But if you are interested in helping in Vacation Bible School, please come talk to me. Um, Bible lessons. We'll need snack people to hand out those wonderful snacks to those kids. Games, crafts. Um, we're just going to have a good time. And on Friday, we're just going to celebrate. I think Pastor Derek has a bounce house that we're going to blow up. I think we've got enough hot air between all the pastors in here that we can do that. <laughs> and we will have fun. Yeah, so there are a lot of pastors in here. You probably can't get a lot of balloons. So, um, I, I want you guys to know that sometimes I, I cheat and I, I look in on Carrie without her knowing. And I just hear her with the kids. And... One of the things that we knew right away, uh, she would, just when she was coming to visit, is it was, she didn't just go seeking out kids. The kids came and sought her out. And we knew that we had the right person if we could just get her to say yes. And so we're excited that she's with us. Um, I believe that the, the fun that she's talking about at VBS, she brings every Sunday. And so we, we just want to put a shout out to everybody who can hear us at any point because we're doing this this will be on the radio on Sunday this will be in the podcast this week we want everybody in Ardmore to know this is a fun place to be and Miss Carrie is not only going to help your kids have fun but she's going to help you parents know how to parent so if you have parenting questions or if you have if you just have you have a cousin you you babysit once in a while and there's something going on she's a great resource for you Um, and she also (laughs) is able to um to counsel and minister to you as an adult because she has, she's very grounded in the word as well. And so we're excited to have her. Carrie, thank, thank you so much for sharing the word today. And we are excited that you are part of the team. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, everybody, we're going to take about a five-minute break. And here's the fun thing. You are here on a special day because today we are going to ordain Miss <laughs> Carrie as a pastor of the gospel. So we're going to take about a five-minute break and get ourselves ready. And then we're going to go through an ordination process with Miss Carrie. And when we're finished with that, there's cake. You should stay. I'm just saying. There's, did I mention there's cake? So, all right. So, take about five minutes and come back and we'll be ready.
<laughs> You're going to fit right in, man. <laughs>